Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. New life, new attitude. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through to 24, which says, That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In my life, I used to teach social to college students, and one of the most fascinating subject matter was that of attitude and attitude formation. The class would come alive with anecdotes and curiosity, and it would generate so much discussion. As for me, I would spend hours preparing the subject matter because there was so much to know about this fundamental feature of human life. You've often heard folk express their likes or dislikes about someone's attitude, especially towards them. Certainly for me, there were numerous times I was warned by my parents, watch your attitude, which is translated to mean that I was going too close to being rude. <laughs> to be clear, let us agree that attitude is best described as a body of thinking about someone or something, and that way of thinking affects or determines your behavior. For example, if I am convinced that people from a certain neighborhood, that they are great, loving, generous, then my behavior towards them would be positive. I would like them. We would have great relationships. And catch this. If I heard some news that one of the leaders from that community was caught stealing apples in a local store, I would not believe because my attitude tells me that that person would never do such things. I think of basics. So my attitude tells me that because I have it's so well to you. We can have a conversation about your actually as a child of God. None of us was born Christian. Let that statement sink in. So in your BBC days, that is before becoming a Christian days, your behavior was determined by your attitude and you might not be willing to talk about it, but we are going to regardless. Do you remember that there were some things you would not do, but there were other things which were your favorite behaviors? Back then, there are some people who would not use profanity, for example. It was simply not acceptable, but you would find them telling lies or backstabbing people. Even the ungodly have standards and preferences. And why is that so? Certainly for me, profanity was banned after one instance as a young child. I used some colorful words. And let's just say my mother drove that one out of me good and proper. What she did that afternoon was not inflicted, was not just inflicting an old-fashioned punishment, but she wiped clean my attitude towards profanity and created a brand new attitude that made me accept that profanity is a capital offense in our family. It has been years and my mother has transitioned to be with Jesus, but the attitude still stands. But I want you to simply look back to those days before you met Jesus and look at the behaviors of your former life, the ugly things, the preferences. The preferred activities were all based on your attitude. You were a product of your attitude. 
Jesus gave his disciples strict instructions that when someone converts to being a child of God, when someone is born again, that is just the start of something great. The disciples had a mammoth task to coach, groom, teach, assist the new converts into becoming strong believers to have a complete attitude change. This is the basis of the text we're exploring today. The writer is speaking to you and not while you're sitting in the park eating ice cream. Rather, this writer is having a tough talk with you, probably seated in a classroom or from a platform. You have to change your attitude. It is going to take time, but you have to understand now that you are a believer, the old attitude towards life, the preferences and desires to do sinful things must be thrown out and be replaced with a new desire to do righteous. Or simply put, the old is gone and the new is here and here to stay. Being a child of God is a total transformation and it begins with the mind. It begins with your attitude. Listen to a clear message from another section of the Bible. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasant, and perfect will. Ask any NFL player, the last Super Bowl game was played between the two strongest teams in the league, the Rams and the Bengals. Truthfully, the Bengals were tipped to win, but the Rams, they had a never-say-die They would not and they fought gallantly to the end and were victorious. I dare say they had skilled players, they had a great coach, they had a strong team, but they had a strong attitude towards winning. After all, the last time that team won the NFL was 22 years ago. That was enough to generate an attitude that we are winners, and it paid off. Paul, the writer, is saying to you, change your attitude. Turn away from the old behavior which was driven by a sinful attitude, and do not look back. That old lifestyle was corrupt and displeasing to God. It doesn't matter how much pleasure those things brought you. Do not return to that lifestyle and practice. Your new life in Christ provides you with an opportunity to experience a new attitude. One that says, I will find pleasure in living a godly life and not compromise or dabble in behaviors of the past. That's gone and now I'm a new man. My new life is one of righteousness and holiness. That's my goal from now on.